the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. The Boys of Tech, episode 220, for Monday the 8th of July 2012. My name is Edwin Herman, we're live here at uh, Southern Cross Bar in Wellington. Uh, I'm here with my bubbly, I've got my fries, and joining me is Brett King. Welcome to the show, Brett. Howdy. And, oh, you look like you've got some, some soup of some sort. Yep, a very nice Kumara soup and a bourbon and coke. Oh, nice. Excellent. So we're, we're well catered for here, and I must say, these fries are absolutely delicious. They do do a very good fry. So, with my mouthful, I'll introduce Alpha's story. Now, I thought we'd start off again with, like we did, uh, I think, last episode or two, and that is with the story about Edward Snowden, the, the guy who used to work for the NSA and uh, leaked information about the... the, the uh, prison program. The prison program, yeah, exactly, and the extent of it, right? Yeah. How much the American government is spying on everybody else There's for pretty, no real reason. And it's pretty much what the conspiracy theorists used to say, well, what people would say that used to get called conspiracy theorists, right? Precisely. Apparently they were all true. So the latest on the story is that now Nick... Now, well, just to recap where he is before we go into that, he's believed to be still in, what, the uh, transit lounge of yep, Russia? transit lounge of the Moscow International? I can't remember the name. What, what they, yeah, they yeah. do. They do. One of the airports there. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, the latest that we reported last time was that uh, Putin had uh, announced that he could stay so long as he stops leaking data, right? Yes. And his response was... Um, okay, I, I guess I'm going to go because I'm not going to stop leaking data. That's right, exactly. And then there was the whole, um, what is it, France and Portugal denying the Bolivian president's presidential aircraft um, flight permission, cancelling permission that he already had to go through their airspace, forcing them to land in Austria? Yeah, Austria, that's right. Which and kind of... <laughs> Which has kind of snowballed and really pissed off a lot of Latin American countries that have seen that as a massive invasion of their diplomatic privileges. So why did they do that? I, I still didn't quite understand. Why did Because they... one of the suggestions, and it was purely a suggestion slash rumour, was that if one of the ways that he could have gotten out of the Moscow airport without having travel papers was to hitchhike basically on the Bolivian president's presidential aircraft to get to South America to then get to Ecuador or wherever he was going. Oh, I see, right. And so they stopped him and forced, well, they stopped the president of Bolivia, forced the plane down uh, and the, yeah, the uh, belief is the intention of that was to search the aircraft for Edward Snowden. Um, however, I believe they came out with some bullcrap answer of some error or something caused the cancellations or something. I can't remember. It was last week that I read that story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the latest, though, uh, since then, of course, is that uh, Snowden's now been offered 
asylum by uh, the governments of Nicaragua and Venezuela, right? Yes. So... He's now just got to... Well, he hasn't accepted... Just well, well, well he, hasn't, he hasn't accepted either. Yeah. He hasn't said, I'm going to, or, you know, here I come. But you're right. When he decides, he's going to have to get himself there, right? So, yeah. Um, now, being in transit, he should have relatively no trouble. Would that be right? Because he's not technically on, on Russian soil. Exactly. And that's the technicality that the Russian government has been going by as to why they haven't interfered with it. Because he's not technically on their soil, so they're not going to detain him and send him back to America. Now, interestingly, uh, Barack Obama has uh, been pretty relaxed about the whole thing. I mean, well, very, he's made it clear they, they want him back, but he did. When I say relaxed, I'm referring to this comment where he says, "We're not going to be scrambling jets to get a 29-year-old hacker." So they really want him back, but they're not going to. Uh, you know, Barack Obama said they're not going to do some military Force an international incident. Well, exactly. That's a, yeah. That's pretty, pretty much the best way of putting it. Yeah, well, indeed, because they've shot themselves in the foot by having this information already released, and so the world has pretty much got their back up against America at the moment, the American government. So to force an international incident like that, like forcing a plane down uh, or a military action to um, capture and return him would set a incredibly bad example and I would I would hate to see the, the ramifications of that. Uh, number one, I'd hate to see the ramifications because part of me believes that the, the ramification would be that all of the governments, well, a lot of the international governments start jumping up and down as to how wrong that was and then nothing else happens. The other part of it is that the places that America um, puts military action on, if it was Latin America, could retaliate. And that would just be bad globally. Yeah, yeah, this, uh, that's the thing. It's got the potential to, to escalate even further than it has. So my guess, and, you know, we will have to see, but my guess is that he'll actually get to one of those countries, I think. It's looking pretty likely, right? Yeah. At least if he does, it'll, you know, unlike Julian Assange, he's not going to be holed up in, a, in an embassy. Mm. Uh, because that's kind of unfortunate for Assange. Now, he's trying to get out, but he can't, of course, they're not, letting him, they're not giving him safe passage to, to the airport. Exactly. In Britain. This is in Britain. So, um, uh, so unlike, so I guess what I'm saying is, unlike him... Yeah, uh, he's already in an airport. He's in a, in a transit yes. area, more specifically, too, right? So, uh, yeah. Which the, would you choose, of Venezuela or Nicaragua? I'd say Nicaragua. Even with I its think. track record, probably why you'd choose it really, because its track record of getting in the uh, in arguments with America, <laughs> based on its former leaderships. Uh, I thought that was Venezuela was more 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 the case, wasn't it? No, Nicaragua wasn't that Nicaragua Norier Nori Nor. Um, God, however you pronounce Nori, what's his face's name? The big bad dictator. <laughs> no, Chavez. Hugo Chavez. No. Yeah. Isn't he Venezuela? Yeah, he's Venezuela. Yeah, that's why I was talking about Nicaragua. Nicaragua oh. had Moriega. Oh, well, maybe they're just as, um, just as equal choices, really, I guess. Um, I think Iceland, if you could have got to Iceland, that would probably, I think, would have been a bit better. Yeah, but Iceland refused. Well, they introduced the idea into Parliament. They, they mooted it in Parliament, and uh, it received very little support. That's what yes. they... Uh, yeah, so you're right. They, uh, which I think means a rejection. They, they're kind of reading between the lines here. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. So, anyway, that's the latest. Um, 
So it is big news, really, that Nicaragua and Venezuela have both offered him asylum. There are two places in the world who are quite happy for him to go and live there, safe from being taken away by American G-men. Well, as safe as it can be. I mean, to be honest, I think if they really, really wanted to, they could. Whether they would is another matter, because as you say, that would spark an international incident. Indeed, they could black bag it. All they need to do is wait for a few years for um, the... uh, newsworthiness of it to die down and then secretly surreptitiously black bag him and would never even know. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Alright, so. The unfortunate apathy of media. That's right, it's very much like that. Now, by the way, help yourself to these fries. We've got some lovely fries here, courtesy of uh, Southern Cross Bar. Thank you very much. They're absolutely delicious. So, Brett Tucker as well. I've eaten almost half of them already. Uh, Now, uh, what what was a little bit worrying, I thought, was a story about a potential master key to Android phones. And this is to do with the app security system, uh, the signing of apps. Some researchers, well, researchers from the security firm Blue Box claim to have found effectively what is a master key, which would mean, if this is correct, that any app designed to take advantage of this exploit could install itself and have full permissions as if it were a signed and approved app. Yeah. So, of course, they could make it, in theory, do pretty much anything that an app could do mm-hmm. uh, without it you know, warning you or restricting you. Uh, this story was really almost went under the radar. Uh, the chips are really good I, with soup. <laughs> Thank you. I'll, I'll remember that. Um, I'll, I'll have mine with the aioli, thanks, but <laughs> you go ahead and dip yours in the soup. Um, I'll take your word for that. So I guess the potential for this could be quite uh, hard-hitting, but uh, so far at the moment anyway, the good news is is that it's not believed to have been exploited, so it's a theoretical exploit at this stage. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, the good news is that it's not believed to have been exploited yet, right? So, yeah. uh, so there is every chance, what, that uh, Google would be able to fix this before it is exploited, right? Hopefully. Though okay. they have been mum on yeah. the, <laughs> on the um, report from Blue Box. Yep, they've said nothing, but that's probably the best move, I think. If, wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? If, if there was an incident like that, wouldn't it be the best thing to do for a Say while? Say nothing. For at least for a while, until they scramble their guys. Wouldn't you agree, or...? What would you do if you were Google? And assuming, say, it was correct, it was true. Uh, first, I would have to affirm that it is true. Uh, if that was the case, I would alert that it was true, because that means that the public is then aware of the exploit's potential, while, at the same time, having my guys develop a fixed ASAP. Actually, you have a point there, because at the moment, only Blue Box, if this is correct, only Blue Box know what that exploit is. Yeah. Well, as far as we know. And while making public what the exploit is, is, you know, bad because it means that people will then know about it, who might not have known about it before, and then try and take advantage of it. But forewarned is forearmed, if you know that this exploit is out there, then you are going to up your own, you know, security rationale about what you install on your device for the duration until a patch is produced. You know what? I, I actually I, I do agree with that now. You're absolutely right. That's you, yeah, you're right. Because um, security through obscurity doesn't work, as we know. <laughs> well, you know, I was reading an article about that about security through obscurity. 
And, and, I, and it concluded, and I agree with this, is that security by obscurity is valid. It's not valid as a solution, but as part of a solution. So, for example, take, uh, for example, renaming the administrator account on a Windows domain to, um, to, something, to something else, like Fred or, or whatever. That's valid. Oh, yeah. It is. And, and you, organizations should be doing that, but they should be doing other things as well. Indeed. And there are certain there are certain applications to security where security through obscurity works. And there are other applications such as exploits and such that we're talking about here where it should not even be on the table because it will not work. Yeah, good point, actually. You're right. And, and like you say, by, by letting people know... Uh, that that this uh, vulnerability exists, you effectively, you know, as you said before, you're effectively giving them the opportunity to sort of up their own security awareness yeah. and practices. Indeed. Yeah. Be a little more thoughtful as to what they download and install. Right. So onto some cool new stuff then. Uh, Google recently uh, held its uh, 2013 Science Fair. Love Science Fairs. I, in fact, I remember, didn't you and I do a Science Fair entry in, in, uh, when we were 13? Possibly. I think we did. It was uh, something to do with the um, whether the tip in, in our town where we, where we were was polluting the river. Yeah. Remember that? And we, we filtered, we used filters... Um, we took samples before the tip and after the tip in, in the river. And we oh, put, yes, and yes, we I wait, remember. And we had a, a computer, because we both were, were into computers, of course. Uh, we used uh, computers in our, in our, in our uh, presentation, I guess, to display the results. I remember actually doing a bug fix, too. I remember this. The graph was wrong. We had a graph. I remember it being wrong during the actual fair when people were wandering around. <laughs> and I remember on the Commodore 64 doing the run-stop-restore run or whatever it was to, to, to break out of it. And I went into the program, corrected a line of code, and then loaded it, you know, loaded it back up. I remember doing that. <laughs> yeah, that was you and me way back, wasn't it? Mm. So, so anyway, sorry, that was a bit of a trip blast down. Blast from the past. Yeah, blast from the past. Yeah, you're right, trip down memory lane. But uh, back to the story. This is about the Google's uh, 2013 Science Fair. And one entry I thought was absolutely fantastic. In fact, it's more than just an entry. It's a finalist, wasn't it? And uh, it's the the, uh, the idea of a, uh, a torch or, or a flashlight, as it's known in the States, powered by body heat. That's awesome. <laughs> it is a brilliant idea, I thought, because... The way it works, it's to do with Peltier tiles, which produce a current when one side is heated and the other is cooled, right? Yep. And so uh, her design is to have a hollow aluminium tube on the inside through which air flows. Yep. That's the cool side. And then your hand gripping the torch on the outside uh, is, is the heat source. And, of course, the, uh, you know, the inside aluminium tube is always going to be a lot cooler than your hand and of course that's a principle she's using isn't that brilliant it's pretty cool because it will work in the dark well of course (laughs) it'll work anywhere as long as the ambient outside temperature is below body temperature for instance if you're in the middle of a hot desert not going to work quite as well because it's almost certainly the inside is going to be hotter than you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, in fact, it might work. Just in, yeah, you'd get reverse current. Because <laughs> you'd be landed, probably be cooling it down. But, um, yeah, no, it, it actually does have a threshold of five degrees. So uh, below five, it, it, it doesn't, it won't work. But, of course, this is a prototype. But you know what? For a prototype, it only costs you 26 US dollars to build. 
Well, yeah, Peltier tiles are actually pretty cheap. But, you know, usually, you know, you get prototypes that cost a lot of money, and, of course, the costs come down once you, once you productionize it. But if this is the cost already at prototype, you know, the production cost must be next to nothing. In fact, we might even get retail prices of around 26 US dollars. Probably, yeah. Which is reasonable, I think. Mm. Great for emergency kits. And, uh, of course, well, just general, um, general use, I suppose, as well. But yeah. In particular, emergency, because you don't need batteries, you don't need anything, you don't need the sun to, to charge it, because it's not solar. Yeah. That's fantastic, isn't it? It is a pretty cool invention. I've got quite a few pretty cool inventions in the, the Google Science Fair. I was reading through the list. One of the other contenders, I... Um, 16-year-old from Turkey. She's come up with a way to use banana peels as a replacement to petroleum for creating plastic. So a sustainable way to produce plastic. That's pretty cool, don't you think? That That is very cool, absolutely. We need, this is the kind of stuff that we need. And, um, and you know, thanks to, to many science fairs, and in particular uh, uh, this one, uh, Google, for sponsoring this one, um, this is the kind of stuff that comes out of this. I just hope for the uh, contestants' sake that uh, they're able to productionise their, their concepts. Productionise? Is that a word? It's a word now. <laughs> it's the title of our show, Brett. Productionise. Okay. Are we going to spell it with an S-E or a Z-E? S-E. S-E. Z-E's American yes. English? Okay. <laughs> we use American English in New Zealand, by the way, for those of you uh, who aren't familiar with, with New Zealand standards. So anyway... Moving on, I want to talk about the <laughs> a bit of a funny story this time, but something a little bit more lighthearted. In fact, we've got two rather lighthearted stories uh, to, to basically finish the show. The first one of which is the SMO robot uh, in Japan. That's the one made by Honda some years ago. They... Oh, absolutely amazingly cool little robot. Yeah, I'd love. Was to... the one? I think one of the first ones to be able to walk yep, by itself, humanoid... by pedal walking. That's right. Yep, it was indeed, absolutely. And it can dance. Oh, yeah, it can too. I've seen videos. Yep. yep. And play soccer. Can it? Yes. I, I haven't seen it do that. Yep, they had a, a small team of them playing soccer. I haven't seen that, but I'd love to. I've definitely seen it done. YouTube it. <laughs> oh, YouTube it. So, at the moment, though, it's got a wee bit of a problem. It's uh, having a little trouble interpreting gestures because it's currently working, in inverted commas, uh, as a tour guide at a museum. Uh, you know, it's a trial. And so it's programmed to recognise gestures. So if you put your hand up, it'll say, who would like to ask a question? And, and you have an opportunity to, uh, to ask your question. And if it matches a bank of, I don't know, 100 or so questions that it knows about, it'll give you the answer. But unfortunately, people raising their hands to take photos is causing it to think that they're wanting to ask questions. <laughs> it, yeah, it can't work out the difference. Um, between hand raising. It doesn't know what the different types of hand raising are. And you can imagine trying to program it and teach it the difference between, well, that's a person just stretching, that's a person yawning, um, that's a, you know, person asking a question, uh, and that's a person with a camera in their hand taking a picture, um, yeah, or holding something up to sun their, sun their eyes. It also understands waving. It gets that, but it doesn't know what the waving means. It just knows it's a wave. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's been programmed to recognise waving. You're absolutely right. Especially from children as well. 
So it's at the moment it's having a few comprehension issues, but you know, um, good on it. Indeed, indeed. It just means that you, you take a photo of it and ask you a question. <laughs> or asks, invites you to ask you a question, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, the, other, the other sort of light-hearted story I had just to round out the show was, uh, you, you may have heard of this one, Brett, the, the IT worker in China who was responsible for fixing one of those huge LED signs on the outside of a building. You know, those massive ones they have in, in various parts of Asia. Yeah. Uh, he was responsible for uh, fixing that, and he'd had his, uh, his laptop connected to it. Now, unfortunately, uh, due to some circumstances that precisely we're not exactly sure how, or rather why, he streamed some porn videos to it unintentionally. <laughs> <laughs> so what, yeah. did he have like a, 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 um, a DVD of sex and chopsticks in his DVD player of his laptop uh, for... For consumption during uh, lunchtime, you know. Quite possible. <laughs> and, I and guess he, so. He accidentally didn't know that maybe once he'd connected it up to the screen that his video player was now on streaming to the other screen. I, he, he did. <laughs> I think so. He said he'd forgotten that it was still connected. So what an embarrassing mistake to make. Oh, he'd forgotten it was still connected, so what? He took a break, decided to watch some, and didn't realise his laptop was still actually hooked up to the thing well, he was fixing. I don't know what to... You know, I really don't know what... I don't know, that's hilarious. I don't know what to believe, to be quite honest with you, but we know it happened, and that's what he said anyway, so... Um, oh, I, I just no. hate to be that guy, really. Yeah, yeah. Is he going to lose his job for it? Yeah, I, I don't know. There's not... But I don't have Because there, there was a, um, another news article about a... Um, teacher who inadvertently streamed inappropriate material from the internet yep. <laughs> during a class lecture and was then fired, canned. That's right, yep, they were, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know, look, I, who knows what's going to happen to him, but just imagine, imagine being in that situation when you've just done that, you know, when you... Well, that is when you don't mix work with pleasure. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That's a very good reason. If that was his personal yeah. laptop, he shouldn't have been using it for work. Yeah. If it was his work, work laptop, laptop, he should not have had yeah. his board on it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brett, you know what? You're absolutely right. It's, exactly, it's a good lesson to anyone. So if, if properly compartmentalise your absolutely. technology. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's funny enough, accident, well, it's not funny enough, but it's, it's, it's bad enough, I guess, accidentally displaying that stuff in an office computer. But the fact that this was on the outside of a building... Yeah, you that, know, that just adds to, to the hilarity yeah, I, factor. Yeah, exactly. Because we see tonnes of uh, news stories and things about inadvertent displays of pornography. And it... Well, most people connect to the internet to do most everything these days, and you'd be hard-pressed to... Google something <laughs> or search for something and not in some way receive inappropriate responses. Well, that's right. I mean, I remember uh, running a, an Outlook training course and as part of my work, and I brought up my, my real email. I don't normally I use a test account, but there was something that I couldn't do in the test account, so I brought up my real email, and I started... Uh, you know, um, did you have Viagra spam? Yes, I did. I started explaining a concept, and they're the giggling away. And I'm like, "What are they laughing at?" I turn around behind me at the screen, and there's about three or four Viagra penis enlargement, etc., etc. <laughs> things going on. And I'm like, "Oh, okay." You know, I mean, spam. spam yeah. I mean, I think the, everybody gets those. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Fortunately, the filter at work is now significantly better at getting rid of them. Yeah, that's right. So it does seem to have improved. Although, uh, personally, I think it's a little bit overzealous. I'm sure there have been e- legitimate emails missing. But anyway, oh, yeah. I've, I've had legitimate yep. emails yep. which end up in the getting quarantined. Get the yep. quarantine email. I have to they, release it. It's a pain in the butt. I think we need to talk to the IT guys there and uh, get them to tame it down, uh, tone it down a bit. Anyway, Brett, <laughs> look, uh, that's pretty much it. Did you have anything else you wanted to uh, talk about this week? Nope. All right, well, I'll tell you what, we've got to thank everyone here at the uh, Southern Cross uh, for their wonderful hospitality. Their fries are absolutely delicious. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Next time you do pop into the Southern Cross bar, get their fries. Absolutely delicious. Mm -hmm. Lovely. And you enjoyed your soup? I did. And uh, I'll let you uh, enjoy the rest of your bourbon and coke. Thanks to everyone uh, for joining us, and we'll see you again next week. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Bye-bye.